아니메 So that is a fucking opening. Honestly, yeah, it has become one of my favorite openings that we've ever had to the the, the privilege to cover. Honestly, we were talking about Berserk. That we are something very prolific and very very astounding in the anime slash manga world. It has inspired so many fucking things. We're talking about Cloud's Buster Sword. We're talking about Dark Souls. We're talking Eat. about something that is bigger than most animes have ever become. They are a global icon, and it has taken me 28 years of being alive to sit down and watch this fucking anime that is not much older than I am. I mean, this thing came out in... 1989 by Kintaro Mora. He is a fantastic man that just recently passed away. Say rest in peace, by rest the way. Rest in peace, yeah. yes. And the series, I'm not sure if they have some kind of writing force that knows the ending. Hopefully they, they do. It's already over. It's already over? It's, yeah. it's done. Yeah, they released the last chapter a few months ago. I was ago. not too long ago. Yeah. yeah. Really? So yep. it's done? Yep. It is done. Uh, they've closed the book on that one, so to speak. And, you know, fuck, talk about something that's gone for, like, what, 24 years, if not longer? I mean, math I, might be off on that. Actually, no, it'd be, like, 34 years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, this this series has, has – I mean, everybody kept telling me, like, when, when Mason sat down with us and said, I want Guts to be – my character icon. Dude, they both like stared at me for a second. For they the like, logo. Okay. Of, I was like, that makes sense. You like Berserk. It so. took me a second. It took me a second because yeah. I was like, why does he? Yeah. Like, I asked Riley. I was like, who the fuck is Guts? And he's like, <laughs> like, it is the guy from Berserk. Yeah. And then we both sat down and we were like, have you ever heard Mason bring up Berserk? No. No. That's, no. The, that's the thing. Not really. <laughs> I've known about a Berserk for a very long time, probably since, uh, I mean, maybe like, eight or nine years i've known about it i've had tons of people try to get me into it and i always just kind of pushed it off to the side and never really paid too much attention to it and then recently like i kind of just went down the rabbit hole of i watched the whole original uh 97 uh anime and did you went hard in it yeah i yes. went i fucking binged it in like three days if maybe even less than that i watched the golden age movies uh kind of ad-libbed them more or less like watch certain parts that weren't in the show and then pieced a few things together um did also recently find out that there is actually three or four more seasons of it on Crunchyroll, but it follows the same path as the animation for the Golden Age movies. So it's definitely not very intriguing to me, but it's what does kind of draw me to it is it does explore more on like several different arcs from the manga that are really important to the story. Oh, because yeah. honestly, the first thing I have seen by Berserk is I YouTubed it. I wanted to know what Berserk was. I wanted to know why... One of my best friends in the entire world thought this anime was just top notch above everything else we've talked about. And I sat down and I YouTube the 1997 Berserk series and it is 100% dub subbed on YouTube for free for you to sit down 
and watch. It is eight and a half hours long, 26 episodes, and it follows a main character named Guts. He is a lonely mercenary in a kingdom full of war, and it is set in an era of, like, King Arthur, the Holy Grail. More or less, yeah. Yeah. And it has this character that is, his name is Guts. He's a fantastic fucking fighter, and he's got the he's sword that is bigger than his fucking body. Tries to be silent protagonist. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he starts out from basically nothing. He's more or less like an, a war orphan. Yeah, That's exactly. pawned yep. off to a warlord. And, you know, to be honest, I never really pieced it together whether or not the, the guy that who he was with was his father. They kind of made hints at it in the anime because the... I remember the guy was talking about like his mom died and you know like he was basically blaming guts for it so mm-hmm. anyways this guy took him in trained him to be a swordsman by like the age of 13 or 14 he's fighting in this fucking guy's mercenary army alongside of him and wielding he's a, a wield, fucking stunner wielding too. a sword yeah. as big as him exactly. everybody makes fun of him yeah he's like dude you, that's too big for you you need a smaller sword and he refuses yeah he's just like no i'm not doing that this is no. this is this, what I'm, yeah. this is my shit this is my style you're not going to get me to change it. And it's crazy. Like he, he grows up and he, you know, he sticks with the, the mercenary band and then he kind of goes off on his own after a little while. Um, some things go down. Let's just say, I don't want to spoil anything. And he ends up joining up with another group, which is called band of the Hawks. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck. And we meet a character named Griffith. That's where shit yes. starts to go down. man. This perfect angelic character I'm talking this man has a fucking white horse. He looks silver like silver hair, I think. Silver yeah. fucking hair, blue, blue eyes, well said. <laughs> looks like a fucking elf yeah. from any kind of Lord of the Rings you've ever seen. Yeah. Honestly, this guy he jumps down and Guts is like I'm a fucking No, actually Guts has nothing to do with or uh Griffith has nothing to do with Guts being a part of the band. No. So, Guts is leaving this war that he had just gotten done fighting, and the Band of the Hawk, which is Griffith's group, is there. Yeah. I'm not sure if they were part of the losing... Were they a part of the losing army in the beginning? I think they were just there. They were just there. They might have been just checking out the fight, but it was a band of mercenaries, and as Guts is leaving this battle that he just fucking knocked heads in as a kid, a few of his guys... Griffith's guys jump down and say, we're going to fucking kill this guy. We're going to yeah, fucking get him. They try to go after him, and, dude, Guts just fucks them up, and he kills, like, a few of their guys, and then Griffith's like, hey, I want to talk to you. Like, I, I think you should join me, and Guts is basically like, yeah, I don't care. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And then they, they have it out. They battle, and literally the terms are, like, Griffith's like, if I win, I own you. You're joining my squad, and that's that. Guts is like, all right, well, I'm just going to fucking kill you. Because that's not going to happen. He agrees to it. That's what he thinks. Yeah. Yeah. And then Griffith just lays the fucking smack down on him. Doesn't even really have to try to fight him because he's such a such a skilled fighter and like in a league of his own compared to guts at that time. I was about to say the whole duality of like uh, guts and Griffith is one of my favorite parts because like you're saying, Griffith is angelic and he has a small he's sword beautiful. he's very finesse and guts is just pure strength build man pure and fucking rage literally called <laughs> uh, the black swordsman right? yeah, yeah. It, it, literally it, polar opposites i love it, it. it if you think about it like i when i see griffith i see a blue i see a calm sea of blue yeah. i see something that is there that i wish to know under i wish i could understand more of right that is what i see when i see griffith as a character 
when I see Gus, I'm like, oh, this guy's just a brute. This guy just doesn't give no. a fuck. The, he's got some backstory. It's probably nothing crazy. He probably got childhood drama. Yeah, childhood, yeah, yeah. yeah, childhood <laughs> yeah. trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. We're moving the protagonist fuck anime <laughs> right. character trope. I've heard this before. We've seen it a bajillion times. Yeah. I'm pretty sure like Mugen from like uh, Samurai Champloo had that kind of background. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. we have this character, and he's so angelic. And he beats this fucking swordsman whose sword is the size of his fucking body like it is nothing with a single-handed sword that is meant for fencing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It is so fucking intense that Griffith, at one point during the fight, jumps on Guts' sword to taunt him. Yeah. It is fucking incredible. Oh, he doesn't, like, just jump on it. He, like... He like slowly falls <laughs> on it. Yeah. Like, it's graceful as fuck. Yeah. It's graceful as fuck. Well, I'm pretty sure that's how he ends the battle. He like sticks his sword in his, right face. his face. He's just yeah. like, you lost. Yeah. Yeah. That's 100% how he loses. Oh, no. Actually, um, what happens after that is Guts literally flips him off the sword and then they lose their swords and Guts runs up to him and just starts, starts beating the fuck him. out. Yeah. Oh, that's right. But then, then there's another way he loses it some somehow and he's like, all right, well, you're joining up with me now. Yeah, so you. so Griffith, yeah, so Griffith considers this binding warded contract as law. I mean, we're at a knight's tale right now where the only thing a man really has is his word. So you've got this man, this mercenary, this fucking cutthroat of a person who is about to join your army and this guy makes a binding life contract with them to join his group, the Band of the Hawk, and they are a group of misfit mercenaries. They have no royalty. They have no skills. They have nothing. They are just a group of ragtag fucking kids. Yeah, and they fucking they. What's great is every battle they're in. You know, they're maybe like a group of like three thousand soldiers, and they'll fight fight off armies that are like ten thousand people and oh, yeah. fucking dominate. A hundred percent, and they'll lose like like a small number, like enough for them not to mention. And that is the basis of this anime. That is the first like. Three episodes, and it is just slam, boom, 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 war, fight, death, the entire time. Yeah. And you've got this main character whose sword is literally the size of his body cutting through people. That's that horses, people, everything. He does is, not give a single fuck. No. Dude, he <laughs> is just the, and like the best quote of that anime is that he doesn't have a dream. His only dream is to see what his sword can go through. Right. Yeah. And that is the best fucking thing about the show is we have this main character who you th- uh, who you feel could be considered a side character in his own anime. And you've got this other angelic character just leading this war and they're fucking murdering everybody. The imagery is amazing. I, mean, I will say they pretty much do share main character. I mean, it's about guts, More or less, but yeah. like Griffith, it's... It's Bob about them, and they're, they're, they're just they're as important. They, they later on they their <laughs> their fates get intertwined, obviously, because it's anime. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're basically they they share the spotlight in my mind. Yeah, but. Griffith kind of he's more or less like the second protagonist of the show because he's the one that's got like the holy war, like he's yeah. got this devout plan to you know become a king because he has what is called the bailet, which is basically a, a necklace or. I don't know what you'd call it. Kind of like an idol of some sort. I would say like a, it looks him. like a, it looks like a demon's heart. It's an egg. It's, a, it's an <laughs> egg-shaped <laughs> thing that has human features on it, like eyes, nose, and lips. And uh, 
it, it reacts to the wearer. Basically, they say that the person that possesses this is going to be a king of some kind yeah. one day. It's going to be like the mm-hmm. leader that saves the world, blah, blah, blah type thing. And th- that's just a small little footnote for what that actually unlocks later on in the show. And that's the best part about this anime is it literally slips this shit in like it's nobody's business. I mean, it like I like Riley messaged me and he was like, hey. He's going to re- fight the demon. I said, pay attention. This is the most important episode. And it's yeah, episode, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> episode four. And it explains like the next 20 episodes of like your a fucking deep, life. Fucking huge, deep ass story. Actually, it's not yeah. just violence. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it, it, like yeah. It, so you have this like random story in the middle of all this fucking violence. Because Guts meets Griffith within the first two episodes. Episode three is just a battle where you see Guts training and actually killing fucking people. And episode four, again, another battle. He just meets this demon on the inside. He comes up to this cave and his entire platoon's there. And they're like, Guts comes up and he's like, what's going on? What the fuck's up? And they're like, 50 of our men have gone in there. They haven't come (laughs) out. out (laughs) So Guts is like, all right. Tally-ho, let's f- go take care of this shit. <laughs> so he fucking mans up and he goes into this fucking cave, this like castle cave looking thing. It's like ruins kind of. Yeah. yeah. Basically. Yeah. So we've got this like ruin-esque vibe and there's this, and Gus is like looking around, there's dead bodies fucking wall to wall. I mean, there's just dead people everywhere. Blood is just fucking pouring out on the fucking floor. It's beautiful. Yeah. It is so beautiful, the imagery of this anime. I was going to say that's one of the, not to throw you off track but the imagery and the art of this if if you've never seen it the, the obviously the the anime is good but the, look up the manga look up the art for the it. manga it's is insanely fucking it's violent amazing. and just graphic and grotesque and i love it yeah and that's a that's my favorite part about this anime uh to not you know side side skirt the, the conversation but it's it's that 90s grungy grimy feel that 90s anime has it is like cartoon but it is it's human it feels very real you're right and i don't like the new feel to a lot of animes where they have the cgi ass moment where they they're they're walking and that is what we're going to be talking about later when we get to the movies yeah but so the ruins yes we're in the ruins we're in the ruins and guts goes through here all harumpity dumpity dump, and he's got his big ass motherfucking sword, and he's ready to fuck somebody up. And this giant ass demon comes out, and at first, Guts thinks he's got him, gets smacked like a bitch. Immedi- immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> he does manage to get some hits in, though. Like. Yeah, but then. It really starts to show you that Guts isn't, he's not a god. He's still a man. Oh, he's right. still 100% yeah. he's still a man. man. See, he's still a man. And that's the thing with Guts is like, I made a comment to a friend of mine that's really into this anime before. And I'm like, yeah, it just seems like, you know, every time he fights somebody, he's like basically on the brink of fucking death. And yeah. she was just like, yeah, that's Pretty how much, it is. Yeah. Every fucking he's fight. He's human. <laughs> yeah. He's human. He takes damage. Like there's no, there's no, there's no super god mode with him where he can take a, a, an aggressive hit and get up and be like, hey, fine. I'm, yeah, I'm no, A-OK, yeah. let's fucking go. Like, yeah. there's no Goku here. When I think of him, one of the second things I think of is him in all bandaged up. Yeah. Like, after the yeah. fight, you know, there's a lot of the times he's, you know, he doesn't have his armor on, he needs to sit and recover. This yeah. dude is like, not afraid to sacrifice his fucking body no, in like, any way whatsoever. No. Like, he, no. <laughs> like I said, in the beginning of this episode, I said he has a dream, and his dream is just to see what his sword can cut through. Mm-hmm. It is literally what kind of force he can 
put upon something because he only craves the violence and the, the dream of this other side character named Griffith. And Griffith steps in in the middle of Guts getting his fucking dick beat square into the fucking ground. Griffith steps in and he's like, yo, I got you. And then they tag team and it's fucking awesome. Yeah. But then the demon does what demons do and gets the upper fucking hand. And when he gets the upper hand, Griffith passes out and his necklace pops out and the demon catches it and he sees it and he looks at guts and he tells him that a prolific vision of the future is going to become a reality. And with that, it is going to be your best friend thinking he is your best friend until the end. He will betray you for his true dream. Tells he's done using you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, like, and the demon lets him. He just walks him away yeah, again. And not he, just, he, obviously, you spoiled all of it, which is fine. But I don't yeah. care. This anime's no, okay. been out it's, since 1997. If yeah. you haven't watched it's it, fine. go go fuck yourself. We're talking about it. But yeah, yeah. the the fight happens, and then like, if you've seen any anime before, you're like, oh, there's gonna be an epic battle, and it's gonna come out victorious. They lose. Yeah, they, they, they get their well, asses beat. <laughs> they do not win. The demon forewarns them, you know, tells them the prophecy, and he basically sprouts wings and flies. He just the goes fuck away. Off. He's like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. He's like, it's you know what? Real. I don't even have to take care of you guys. You're gonna take care of yourself. So yeah, <laughs> it's been real. It's been fun, but it's been uh, it has been real fun. No, so I'm, I'm the, out. I'm out. Peace. Yeah, and that's that's what's really. I mean, and it it's such a short moment that it happens within this anime that it literally doesn't seem real because this godlike character that you've seen just slaughtering people left and right, you get the sense of he is not going to be just some bitch, dude. He is going through this and he is going to kill everything he crosses just like any other anime protagonist. And he gets his fucking ass beat in it. It is the most pivotal point of this entire anime. Well, like Mason was saying, I mean, it's a very like real anime. I mean, he doesn't have any like godlike powers or anything. There's I mean, no he's, healing option. No, he's just brute force and strength. There's no like breathing ability or jutsu, <laughs> jutsu or yeah. like you know, Kaioken. Kaioken, no super fucking Saiyan ability. Gum he gum uses. punch. He literally just taps into his rage and goes fucking nuts. I was like, not to be the one that says it, but it's his power is guts, man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they named him that for a reason. Yeah. So I mean, his power is willpower. It's just, yeah, <laughs> determination. Exactly. Yeah, and boy, does he fucking prove himself. There's definitely, like, I don't know. Like I said, it's just such a human fucking experience like how far this guy will go to fucking put what he puts himself through just to fucking win i mean it's nuts and i actually have a quote here from kentaro where it says if i have to worry about the ants i crush beneath my feet i couldn't even walk around and that couldn't depict guts better and griffith at the same time Mm -hmm. you come in my way you're fucking done. So that quote actually comes from one of the first chapters of the manga. Absolutely. Volume one. Yeah. He tells that to a character that is left out in the show. It's a little fairy guy. I think his name, uh, I think it's like Pike or something like that. Um, it's basically kind of like guts, his side companion, like involuntarily, like he just kind of follows him around and 
basically, you know, like this dude's trying to be his friend the whole entire time. And Guts is like, yeah, fuck off. I don't care. Just leave me alone. Yeah, pretty and, much. And, and, you being, know, being Guts. <laughs> there comes a moment where he wants Guts to save somebody. And literally, that's what he tells the guys. Like, look, I, I don't have fucking time for this. Like, <laughs> if I have to go through you, I will just, just don't. Yeah. If, if we can avoid this, let's just move on. Yeah, literally, he's like, I will literally kill you if you don't get out of my way. Like, you're yeah, gonna, it's, this is it's, not it's, a problem it's, gr- to me. it's Griffith's guys, isn't it? Like, it's it's when they squat up against him. Like, it's the it's the first group of guys that like they're like, because Griffith, his soldiers come up to him and say, Hey, can we attack this guy? He he just won this fight. He just killed this massive soldier. It was a mercenary. It was a, it was actually the, the reason why Guts had won so much money in the previous episode one is because guts had killed a high-ranking bounty soldier on the field yeah the really big guy with yeah. the axe i mm-hmm. want to say yeah and That's guts like not only cut into this guy's axe with this massive sword he also took kind of a head head wound and i believe one of the soldiers or even the guy swinging the axe said if he hadn't have done that he would have he, he would have died like he would have if it had just been like an inch or two over to the left, he would have been dead, but he fucking didn't. And he, he, that, that is how much rage this man's ha this man has that he would put his entire life on just the kill. It's reckless abandonment. Oh yeah. That's oh exactly yeah. Dude. And, and guts after this, there are so many moments where, um, he like the hundred person kill. Riley, you want to talk about this hundred person kill, bro? So more or less, there comes a point where Guts is fleeing from a band of mercenaries. He whoops one of their asses. I believe he whoops the leader's ass, and more or less they get salty about it. Does it twice? It. Yeah. He does it twice. Yeah, he whoops his ass twice, and then the guys basically try to go after him. Uh, Guts and Casca, the other one of the other main characters of the series, it's like kind of the only female soldier in Griffith's army or mercenary group. The three of them are the main yeah, characters. Yeah, more or less, yeah. Mm-hmm. We should have mentioned her earlier. but Casa, Casa, she doesn't play a pivotal role until a little bit that's later. Her, little she's bit all later lore. On. Yeah. Friend, like, she sets up the end of it. I was going to say, Casa, yeah. at the beginning, she, she it is um, Griffith at this point in time's right-hand woman. Yeah. She kind of makes the calls for Griffith when Griffith doesn't really give a fuck or if it's really not that big of a deal. She is pretty much the commander of the army at this point in time. Yeah. So her and guts run off and you know, this thing happens and they get cornered by these people. Um, well actually they're in a battle and Casca gets, um, basically stunned by this leader cause she was sick. So she falls off a cliff and guts goes after her. So they spend some time in the woods and then they hide out. Yes. <laughs> spend some, Quality time so that's a, in the woods. Interesting, interesting <laughs> section there. There's a yeah. anime if you weren't see getting what he was dropping. Titties. Yeah, definitely going to see some boobies in this anime. And some Remember, it's on YouTube. Yeah. Berserker 1997. Don't, yeah. don't not forget about it. Yeah, so some things transpire. They're hiding. They get caught up by this group. Um, Guts fights off a bunch of them, and then more and more just keep coming. And Casca basically runs off, so Guts is on his own. And over the nighttime, he basically wipes out almost 100 fucking troops on his own. And by the time the reinforcements show up, they think he's dead. He's just laying next to a tree with the sword in his arm and covered in fucking blood. And they're it's like, an iconic uh, scene right there, the imagery yeah. of it. So. And he more or less just wakes up, and it was just like, 
Oh, I took care of it. You guys should have got here sooner or something like that. I mean, another favorite quote of mine from this anime, like, honestly, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think you understand. This anime has is has reached my number five. Like it has become a number, a, a top number five. And we'll get into that. But my favorite quote from that scene, from that moment is when he sends Casca off and he says, OK, one man against 100. Let's fucking do this. And he says it by this rate after he cuts down 50 of them says by this rate i won't have all your skulls cracked until uh sunrise until sunrise yeah mm-hmm. and then in the morning they show up with reinforcements to help him out and all of these dead bodies are just surrounding yeah. guts dude he's sitting on this fucking tree just covered in vines and blood and shit and he's just like ah it took you guys fucking long enough let's go like, ah, that's all right. You know, I kind of already took care of it, but thanks for showing up. It's so apathetic. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> kind of an egotistical thing, too. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> he knows he's the shit. No, I mean, he, he, he does what he says he's going to do. So, I mean, you can't really yeah. be too mad, you know. But at this time when this anime is going on and Guts is doing his little journey with Casca, I mean, it's, it's almost perpendicular storyline. We have Griffith, who is literally trying to become king of this country, just a king of a uh, of a castle. That's this is that's his whole dream. He wants to be king. He wants to be king. So while he's doing this, he is hooked up with an army and a kingdom that see them and go, "These guys are the shit. We need to keep them." So they keep them. They keep the band of the hawk. And it's an army, I believe, of 5,000. And they're sending him up against 10,000 units, 15,000 units, 20,000 units. And they're coming back victorious with very few losses. And so, you know, as this is going on, like Griffith is trying to gain political control while Guts is controlling military control. I mean, this anime is very, it's two stories the entire time that you have to keep up on. I mean... That's what's beautiful about it because it comes from two perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. More or less like the, I believe all the kings of a certain part of the world get together and, you know, they're trying to find a group of mercenaries that they want to fight this big epic fucking battle. And the option for Griffith, they're like, all right, yeah, he basically stands up. He's like, I'll do it. So they go to war with this other fucking kingdom and they just dominate them. To the point where they basically become royal knights of the main kingdom. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That yeah. is that is one of the most pivotal points in the story. You have the king and all these knights because they're they're the groups, the knights in this show are named after a color and after an animal. And it means the rank or what the group is literally based on. The band of the hawk, they are just mercenaries. But you've got the purple rhinos. You've got the blue whales. You've got the white tigers. You've got the white lions. Eventually, the I, I believe the band of the hawk becomes the white hawk. Yeah. Yes. And then we also have, I mean, there, there are animals, there are colors, and what they represent for this army. And they all have this, this dedication towards the king. They have this giant fucking meeting with everybody. And they say, we can't take this fucking place out. It is the last place out. If we can take this place out, the war is over. It's all we have to do but we can't get enough people there. And every time we do, we get our fucking dicks beaten to the ground. What are we going to do? And all these other knights are sitting around the corner going, 
well, fuck, what are we going to do, guys? What are we going to fucking do? We're a bunch of vaginas. What are we going to fucking do? Yeah, nah. verb- Verbatim. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty fucking much. Actual quote. <laughs> Pretty fucking much. Yeah. So then it fucking happens. And then uh, I-, I think one of the captains, like one of the night captains bring up Griffith. And Griffith's like, ask me to have it done. And I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm going to do it. And the king's like, all right, do it. And he's like, all right, 3,000 against 15,000 soldiers. And they fucking decimate the shit out of them. Yeah. Dude, Griffith's superpower is leadership and morale. Yeah. You fight under him, you feel invincible. Yeah. I mean, that's why they're so awesome. And and that's another really cool thing is uh, the Band of the Hawk has obviously a semi-large group. So they need certain leaders to control certain bands and certain groups of this army. And everybody in the army has a backstory and dedication and devotion towards Griffith and that they explain it throughout the story. So you're getting like the story on why he's such a good guy and why everybody loves and respects him. So you have this pure saint that you are rooting for the entire time while you have this blood thirsty, lusting motherfucker just swinging this big ass sword around killing fucking people. So it definitely covers both ends. They do kind of like make you feel like you you should be like more on Griffith's side, honestly. Yeah, yeah. until points. a certain point yeah. of where everything kind of goes sideways. But yeah, sadly in the story when this happens, uh, Griffith m- Griffith and Guts get into a fight, and yeah. the war is over. Everybody's been knighted. All these peasants that were a part of the Band of the Hawk are now noble knights everybody's proud it is such a good fucking night and there's everybody's in jubilee and guts says the war is over it's time for me to find my dream it's time for me to live my life and do my thing yeah because up until that point he's just been fighting for somebody else and that's Mm, that's his big conflict he's like i'm not really doing anything for me like it's i've gotten to where i need to be i'm gonna go off on my own now and chase my dream which that's just fuck he doesn't really have a purpose he's just like i don't know what it is but i'm gonna go find it and that's it tries to take off and then him and griffith come to a head he's like what do you mean i own you yeah he tries to leave and he's like <laughs> I, going? <laughs> he literally says to him like i told you a long time ago yeah. when our swords last crossed that i own you now yeah like you're not allowed to leave so this is a beginning pact from from like I said, the yeah. fight between yep. Griffith. It goes and back nuts. to the first episode, the, very, the yep. first fucking yeah. episode. Complete and total callback, and then right after that, like you know, they're trying to talk Casca, and other people are trying to talk guts out of. He's like, "No, I'm doing this," and it's not even like two seconds, and he's got Griffith basically in a position where he's like, "I can fucking kill you," and he wa- he just basically puts his sword back and walks away and. Dude, Griffith's just broken just after that. Devastated. Just devastated. Just 100% <laughs> devastated. He, this, this angelic creature that you saw before you that had high regards for this kingdom. How did he let Guts do that to him? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, how? He this got, guy yeah, that I basically owned, my slave. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, no, so it, it's my stronger warrior. than me now. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking I mean, but can you place. can you can you blame Guts? I mean, he was in every single fight. No, 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 no. I don't blame Guts at all. He was in every single fight. He was constantly training to I love get the fact better that, than dude, Gu- I love Griffith. that Griffith got put in check. It's one of my favorite parts, honestly. Yeah. It really is. And like you said, it broke him like, as a at character. That point. Like it did. he yeah. it completely crippled Griffith Griffith. It crippled the band of the Hawks when he left. 
short like right after that griffith leaves and commits a act that i won't shed too much light on and it basically just ruins his fucking life from that point on yeah and it sends him down a spiral of just just utter fucking doom if anything he ends up getting caught sneaking out of the princess's room at night or in the morning and as he's leaving the royal guard catch him and at this point griffith and the princess are there's no spoken word during this period you know you're betrothed to who you need to be and he just was doing you know fuck boy shit at this point in time (laughs) yeah he was basically just like flexing himself princess White hair girl. How about hey. we uh, have a little uh, sex? Uh, <laughs> right. So, so not I've, asking. Yeah, I'm not I wasn't asking. gonna spoil it for you guys, but Tyler here has a habit he of does it every wanting every to episode, fucking spoil man. things. We're every sorry, episode. listeners. We're talking about this whole story, dude. It's like the fourth I, time Riley's like, I don't want to talk about it. Tyler's like, but I'm gonna talk about it. Yeah, this isn't <laughs> the first time. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna have to. Like, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. I gotta fucking do it. So, what's kind of controversial about when all this happens? is more or less and i was watching this a few weeks ago thinking this i'm like he kind of just raped the princess like it just like he kind of like forced himself yeah, on her to the yeah. point where she was just he was just like come on let's do it and she's like no i don't want to and he's like we can be a little bitch are you scared <laughs> like yeah. come on give up that ass and yeah. she's like oh well maybe if i just oh and then yeah the maid sees it through the keyhole and <laughs> alerts all the guards and it's just like you've just you basically just picked the un for the forbidden fruit off yeah. the fucking tree. That you <laughs> had it right there, dude. Yeah, and that's the coolest part about the opening of Berserk is there is a devil, dirty fucking monster hand reaching for this fruit on this tree, and that is exactly how I feel Griffith is. He is always this monster that is reaching for something that he can't grasp. Yeah. He might be beautiful on the outside, but as you start to learn who he is after he is broken as a human being, yeah. he is he a goes down fucking a dark path. monster. He yeah. really does. I he mean, is a fucking monster. From that point on, he gets captured, tortured for like three fucking like, like a year straight. Like, real torture, too. Like, not like hung up and more or less like almost drawn and quartered, like having spikes shoved yeah. into his body, like it's, cut up everywhere, like atrophied all his muscles to where they don't work anymore. Like, like, yeah. He's in the dungeon, literally. Yeah. yeah. In darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In darkness. Just getting fucked with every single day for a year. And not and malnourished, not fed. Just yeah. Yeah. It's he's got that necklace. The The Baylet. The yeah. Baylet. And the Baylet uh it speaks to him. It speaks to him. And as it's speaking to him, it is removed from his neck by the guy who's torturing him and throws it down the fucking drain. Yeah, just fucking yep. just is like, oh, I won't be needing this anymore. Throws it down a fucking like a this, vent or something, and it's just gone. Ne- this necklace he has worn since day one with no explanation. And there's points it's thrown down the drain. There's points when uh, he's being tortured where he looks into that same spot where the necklace was thrown, and you see a certain group of people talking to him, like kind of coaching him, like, time's almost here. Like, things are going to happen. Don't worry. And then shortly after that, uh, the whole rescuing arc happens. (laughs) But before we talk about that too much, there's actually a bit of uh, romance going on between two certain main characters. Guts and Casca finally get it on. The sexual tension is real the entire time. Yeah, which kind of happens before, or I want to say after, um, 
the whole fight with the other the hundred man fight. I want to say it's it like is. shortly it's after. after that. It's, yeah. it's shortly after that. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. Uh, so the timeline goes that Guts beats Griffith. Guts leaves. Griffith or Guts goes and travels for a year. He ends up with the blacksmith, and the blacksmith recreates his sword because unfortunately is broken at one point in time. Um, and then he comes back. Yeah, he actually trains with the blacksmith for like a year. I want to say he trains with the blacksmith, and that's what that's what makes him, I guess, stronger. I'm not sure, but it really doesn't doesn't really show it as much. Um, but he comes back, and as he's traveling, no, he's with the blacksmith, and as he's with the blacksmith, the blacksmith gets a note about a group of bandits hiding in the woods, and guts is like, "What are these bandits called?" And he says, "The band of the hawk," and that's when Guts freaks out, jumps on a horse, and makes his headway to the Band of the Hawk. Yes, and then he gets reunited with them, and then, you know, basically lights a fire underneath their ass. It's like, look, because they've fallen <laughs> apart at this point. Yeah. People have abandoned them, or people have died, and it's just Casca and, like, some of the OGs of the Band of the Hawks hanging in there. He basically pulls them out of the fire, and they're like, all right, we're going to go get Griffith. This is what's happening. So they venture off to the castle, break the fuck in there to the dungeon. Find this decrepit old skeleton of a human being. Yeah, just a sh- former shell of a once valiant fucking hero of a man. With his helmet just on. just been completely crippled. Yeah. It's fucking iconic. It, what, was, could he not take it off? Is that what was up? I can't remember. I fully. think they like, because he, he didn't have the helmet on when they captured him. he just him. didn't I think like they how put he it, looked or the, just, They disfigured his face, I want to say. I think that's what it is. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Guts so takes his it. helmet off when they rescue him, and, and he he's, just, out, he's yeah. just like, oh my God, and puts it back on. Yeah, because he, he was so stand. pretty. Yeah. They were like, you know, they wanted to fuck up his pretty face or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They yeah, were okay. like, oh, okay. It's like Fight Club. Like, oh, I just wanted to destroy something beautiful. Like, yeah. Jared Leto gets the fuck beat out of him. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Riley from Misfortune and Media here. Since you've gotten this far in the episode, you should definitely check out our other shows, Minimus Fortune, our news show, Morning Cup of Chaos, and last but not least, our anime show, which is called And Now I Mention Everything. We upload shows weekly to Spotify, RSS, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you fulfill your podcast listening needs. Also, don't forget to check out our extra content on our Patreon page that we upload bi-monthly, something like that, whenever we feel like it. But we would just like to take a second here to say thank you so much for tuning in, and always stay misfortunate. So basically, yeah, he's just completely malnourished and... Just a for like I said, a former shell of what he used to be, you know. It is so sad. And it's funny as they all get down to the dungeon where he's at and the door closes behind them and it's like the torture master is there and he's just like, Ah, you're all fucked now. Got you right where I want you. <laughs> One of my favorite parts, honestly. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, This door is three times as impenetrable as any other door in this castle. Good luck getting through it. And then Gus just fucking jams his giant fucking sword through the door, stabs the guy. Through the guy. Yeah. Just completely <laughs> shatters the door by like piercing it. <laughs> stabs the guy. He's literally holding the guy on his sword. 
like over a cliffside. Like over the over the hole. Yeah. yeah. And the guy's mm-hmm. begging him like, "Oh, please don't like don't kill me. Like, you know, we can work this out." And he's just like, "Fuck you." He's like, dude, the most sadistic <laughs> character in the whole show is the torture guy, the torture yeah. master. Looks yeah. like a hunchback, dude. Yeah, he yeah. enjoys like hurting that. people. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I can't wait to hurt you. Yeah, fucking <laughs> <laughs> Then I will sodomize you. <laughs> Which that might have happened. Probably a couple it. times. <laughs> oh like, yeah, that's. Uh, by the way, that's kind of a theme in all of Berserk. Is it's kind of. Not all like sodomy, rapey, but there's like a lot of like weird sexual. There's the part with the king, like the original king yeah. and Berserk, more or less like. Or I'm sorry, like Guts basically, or I'm sorry, Griffith more or less, like exchanges a favor to the king. Of the bad guys. Of the bad guys to kind of help both sides in a weird way. Like the king has an affliction for younger boys that he likes to sodomize. That man booty. Yeah, it's fucked up. And then (laughs) Griffith's like, all right, well, how about this? I'll, I'll let... I'll I'll just let you fuck me if um you give us this backup for this army or like you let us fight first or something I can't hundred. I think he remember. gave him funds. I think it was yeah. No, they, yeah, they, they, he gave him the Very money rich. to like yeah. That's right. You're correct. So yeah. there is a lot of sodomy. There is a lot of there is a lot of pretty rough moments for viewers' eyes. So Some definitely uncomfortable. So definitely moments, don't watch yeah. it with your fucking kids. If you're watching <laughs> with your kids, what the fuck's wrong with you? I made sure mine were in bed, especially yeah, at every it, it, scene of uh, being some, on period. Yeah, there's some very uncomfortable moments that are like, you know, like I'm pretty sure like one of the most famous thing famous things I've heard about Berserk before I even watched it. It's like, oh, this episode, this timestamp is where somebody gets raped, basically. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, that's nice. Thank dark. you for knowing <laughs> that on top of your head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, OK, I don't uh, they have. Okay, so basically, once they get Griffith out of his torture chamber, they get him up, and one of my favorite scenes in almost any anime ever is in this, and it's when there is a captain and his guards talking at the top of the stairs, talking about guts and how he did not kill a hundred. Oh people. yeah, they're like, oh, that's that's a bunch <laughs> yeah. of horse shit. That he might have killed ten, but he didn't kill a hundred. There's yeah. no way he killed a hundred. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just and like the it was a hundred percent, hundred people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just comes busting out like starts fucking knocking, just knocking fucking skulls back like it's nothing. And the dude's like, uh, okay, maybe you weren't lying. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> and that's the best part about it, man. He, he fucking slams through it, and then he gets back with the rest of the, the band of the Hawk. He's yeah. finally, Griffith is finally back with the rest of the band of the Hawk. After dude. all this time, but he is not all the same what's way left he of him. left. Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> is literally, he looks like a Holocaust victim, but worse. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty, I mean, he, he's emaciated. He, yeah. yeah, they. Yeah, like, like Mason said earlier, he he's physically paralyzed now he is all skin and bones there is no chance he of can't even man. like hold himself up right? he can't even talk yeah, they, can't they even cut talk. his tongue out yeah. like i mean they just completely fucking mutilated this guy yeah head to toe yeah I mean, it's, and it's that very it is very rough uh they get him back to the camp they try to nurse him back to health um and they have a moment where basically like he Griffith's seeing how Casca and Guts interact with each other, and he instantly fucking gets it, like pissed, like just insanely jealous because the the bond that Griffith and Casca share is you know he saved Casca as a child from being raped by this guy, and like more or less like he just showed up and was just like, 
all right, I'm going to save you, blah, blah, blah. Um, now you can do whatever you want. She's like, well, I want to come with you. And that's basically from that point on, they're yeah. together. So, you know, mm-hmm. he's watching basically somebody that's really important to him that, you know, she wanted to always be with him. I mean, she pretty much was day one since she, day she, one. She yeah. didn't want to. She didn't want to get with guts. Because was she was, no. Wasn't there so, a scene like before the princess where she was like kind of like professing her love to Griffith? He's like, yeah, no, I only really care about just getting, getting. a kingdom. He's yeah, more he's or like, less I'm just like use whoever I want to use to get what I want. Well, he's <laughs> like, this isn't your place. He's like, your place isn't up there with me. Your place is that's like, what it is. Yeah. you're below me. Yeah. yeah, and it turns into this whole thing, and she gets pissed off, and you know. Like guts is more or less like kind of forced on her the whole time. Like, and he, you know, he, he's trying to help her and be supportive. Like, I mean, you know, when they fall off that cliff, you know, he literally like gets naked with her and like keeps her warm because, you know, that was the only way they could survive. And that's how the show starts out with him. It's the other way around. So like all this shit happens, they grow closer. She tells her story to guts and then, you know, Griffith's kind of seeing their bond unfold and he gets jealous. And then guts talks about leaving tells Casca to come with him, you know, and she's not forward at first, but then she's like, all right, I'll do it. And then, you know, all the other band of the Hawks, they hear about guts leaving again. And they're like, well, we're just going to come with you. Like you're going to be our new leader. That's how it's going to go down. And Casca hears that. And she starts talking to guts again, right outside of the wagon that Griffith's in. And Mm -hmm. he somehow manages to like prop himself up to where he can escape on the wagon and take off. And then what happens after that is basically the fucking climax of the show and where things just get downright insane. So they eventually find themselves at the end of this fucking hill where Griffith's carriage has broken apart and he is in this puddle, I believe. He's in this pond. Yeah. And he's he's kind of like he hears something, but he's trying to find out what it is. And it's his necklace. Well, he tries to kill himself first. Is that what it was? Yeah, he sees like a sharp, jagged rock sticking out of the the pond. And he tries to like force his neck onto it to kill himself. But he can't. He like ends up just cutting the side of his neck. But then he looks down and... He he, sees the necklace. Yeah. And he gets the necklace and it starts speaking to him. And that misshapen face on this egg starts to turn into a human fucking face there is nose there's eyes there's mouth and it's something that you obviously have been able to see since the beginning every time you've seen that necklace you can see the face you just can't wait for it to form and you can't wait to hear it say something and at well, this point in time it says something it is literally just a high-pitched scream and its eyes open and in their griffith's eyes and they're bleeding tears yeah because it's actually the eclipse yeah it happens mm-hmm. to be just be at that time yeah. the eclipse and that's when the thing awakens that's a, your poster over there yeah yeah, yeah it's the wall Got scroll. the wall scroll over there that, that scene, scene. Yep. yep it made me feel so much better after i watched the show and realized that. <laughs> like, <laughs> was, oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if you go back to the what the demon said he had brought this up at the beginning that this was going to be how everything went down so yeah. this is the part where you realize you remember the demon and what had happened and now yeah. the mm-hmm. whole show flips into but, even darkness but and even demons even at that point griffith's inner monologue is saying like stay the fuck away from me guts like because if you come up and touch me right now like you're gonna be dragged down to wherever i'm going to and you know of course it's not like he can talk to him so guts is like fucking full speed ahead towards griffith trying to save him and pull him out of his pond and then it just snaps into fucking basically they go to hell and mm-hmm. like the yep. eclipse happens and like everything around them just turns into basically fucking 
Like, I don't know. How would you guys describe it? Flesh, like, hell. Face, hell. It's the ground there's is so like much face. And yeah. Faces and there's so much face. Yeah, right. I, yeah. All the face. All the face. <laughs> Literally, like, the hills in the background are heads, like, yeah. looking up, and it's just insane. Like, just the chaos is just fucking unfolding before them. Like, it's so insane. You see, like, these demon soldiers. What, what's the name of that artist that did that one? Geiger or something? H.R. Geiger. That's what it Geiger. reminds me yeah. of, yeah. is yeah, that kind very, of. It's very dark and kind very of. Very Geiger-esque. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. I agree. And that's, that's the part that makes me jealous, is if I could have saved that image of them going into that hell where there are just all these faces and you've got these four main demons at the top and everything's face and red and it's bloody. I would have loved to have seen that in the manga. I bet the manga would have made me feel things about that image that the anime could not have. Oh, I'm sure you, you most definitely get to see all of that unfold and probably way more graphic version than what was in the anime. What's kind of cool about that too, is when I was watching it, because like I said before, I went back and watched the golden age movies. What I didn't like about the movie version of that happening is they completely changed the whole entire color scheme of it. Like everything is like purple instead of red instead and black. Red, yeah. yeah, it's really weird. Like I, it was still cool. Like all the the demon kings looked really cool, but I don't know. It just kind of took some of the the eerie, like scary yep. feeling away from it. When you watch the nineteen ninety seven one and everything's red and was, everything's you think black. of a color in Berserk, it's red. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Everywhere. red and black. Yeah, red and black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what I was kind of getting at was like I think some of the designs of the demon kings was like. Like, two guys in particular was, like, really derivative of Hellraiser almost. Oh, yeah. Definitely kind of gave off that yeah, vibe. See that. Yeah, and that's, I mean, the demons that they have are so fucking terrifying looking, and they belong in that kind of, like, setting, though. Yeah. It is, it is like, the end of the world. These are the four guys that are going to rule your fucking asses for the next couple, I don't know, forever forever yeah <laughs> they have really no time limit on yeah it. so <laughs> they show up and they're sitting there talking to griffith and they're looking at this fucking decrepit bony ass skeleton jack skeleton looking motherfucker with somehow sort of hair on his head looking at him saying if you want this if you want this dream if you want this kingdom agree to what we have to offer you yeah. you are the king of of the demons you are the you are what is going to rule us into the next fucking future let's fucking do this yeah and he just sees this kingdom he doesn't care about the faces that have to perish he doesn't care about the friends he's going to lose he doesn't care about well, all this he other does things. he sees it but he doesn't care dude if you still accept that fucking without a hesitation he does not give a fuck dude. well he he's, does until he sees guts and he was just like, <laughs> out of all the people I've fought, out of all the battles I've faced, you were the only thing that has stood in the yep. way of my dream. Mm-hmm. And then just as soon as he says that, he's like, fuck it, I'm doing it. And then gets his kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. He becomes Femto. <laughs> Femto. Yeah. You wanted it? Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> when Griffith accepts the heart, or the egg, my bad. When he accepts the egg, he becomes this cocoon inside of a fist where these demons sit upon, and the band of the hot get teleported into this hell-like dimension where everything is face and red and blood and violence, and there's so much gore. And all of a sudden, these 
this brainy demon that leads the group says, we are going to put this fucking stamp on you. Yeah. And this stamp, <laughs> when you get sacrificed, you're giving him power, bro. Yeah. I forget his name. It's like, it starts with a Z or something, I, I don't think. remember. I just saw it earlier today, too. I feel bad because I just watched the show. Because basically they, they tell them, like, you know, like when they all show up, the Demon Kings are like, oh, you're going to make such a good sacrifice. And they're like, I'm not. Guts is like, I'm not being sacrificed for anything. She's like, no, all of you are going <laughs> to no, make great sacrifices. <laughs> like, <laughs> They slap this fucking sweet. I don't know how to ex- explain it. It's like an infinity sign, but like diamonds, but like going up and down but the diamonds at the top don't meet i mean it is insane and they all get it in these random spots and you just watch the band of the hawk all these people that actually meant something two guts get slaughtered left and fucking right left and right there's so much blood very epically so much much everything it plays on all their faults i mean there's one character that is obsessed with women one of the demons turns into a woman and he falls into her breasts and then it turns into a demon and eats his fucking ass yeah Yeah. i mean it literally meets their greatest flaws with their greatest fears type of hell and Guts is sitting there slaughtering them left and right, worrying about Casca, worrying about Griffith, worrying about the rest of the band, yeah. trying mm-hmm. to get everybody yeah. safe. But everybody is dying one by fucking one while he is just fucking they, doing it. There is no, like, battle. Like, it's a it's losing just, fucking no, battle. Yeah. Fucking like, slaughter. It's a sacrifice. Yeah, because basically, mean, like, <laughs> Void, who is the, the brain demon king that you were talking about Void. Earlier. His name is Void, mm-hmm. yes. He, he brands everybody with that insignia. And what that insignia does is it attracts demons to you. It's basically, like, once you have that on your body, like, you're marked for sacrifice. For, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. there's no escaping it. The only way out is death. And that, that later on becomes, like, how, like, once all of that is said and done, like, once they go through this battle and everything, and, you know, we'll talk more about that. Like, that's Guts' main quest in the manga is he's back in the real world with that on his neck. He's marked, and basically wherever he goes, demons follow him. And any time a demon shows up, it starts bleeding on the side mm-hmm. of his neck. Yeah. Like, it's fucking crazy. Like, it's... There's so much I want to tell you, but I don't I want mean, to spoil it. Like, uh, so we're going to get to the end of the anime because, like I said, it's been out since 1997. It's It's been out for a while. Like, yeah. We can talk about this original anime. We can talk about the manga, and we can talk about uh, apparently the not great movie that came out. So we'll yeah. get into that. We're just we're, – we're wrapping up. So I want to – w- yeah. <laughs> Air. Yeah. Yeah. Let it out. Fuck you guys. Okay. Hold on. So more or less, like we're just saying, as far as our listeners here, like we know that there's a lot more to expand on with this genre of anime as far or this franchise, more or less. But we kind of just want to focus on the anime side of things here because yes. the manga is so expansive. And also, so want to just 41. I just want to volumes. ease people into it that don't know. If you're listening yeah. to this and you know Berserk, then you know with us. You're yeah, right along exactly. with us on the story. Yeah. But if you don't know. It's a lot to digest. Sorry, as much as I want to read 354 chapters of a manga in a yeah, week, I just know. it just it takes a, it's not happening right now. It's hard. <laughs> I'd have to shut out the rest of my Especially life. Especially when that. the first nine chapters are prologues, like yeah. you were telling me earlier. You're yeah, like, yeah, first the first nine chapters are prologues. It doesn't even get into it until like so chapter ten. That's like when he was a kid, right? Like a lot of it. No, it's actually after the fact. After it, the prologue is actually after everything in the anime goes down. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's basically the aftermath. Like you know, his he has a new arm. 
I mean, he's he's got a bunch of weapons now besides the sword. We haven't even talked about so, that yet. No. Yeah, a lot. We're we're getting to it. So yeah, more or less prologue. I think the layout of the manga is prologue is basically what you see in the first episode of the anime, where he's in the woods running away from the demons, but it's mm-hmm. more expanded on that. And then once it gets into the actual manga, like chapter one, is the actual story of the from the anime and so on. Right. I'm sure it probably flip-flops back and forth between the past and the future. So, But anyway, as all of these fucking soldiers are getting assaulted in hell, I mean, what else happens? Well, we also have Sean Schimmel, who's actually a part of the uh, Goku. Yeah. The voice of Goku, who is in this anime, and it is fucking hilarious <laughs> because he's in random spots. And Sean Schimmel and all these other fucking people are just getting slaughtered left and right, left and right, left and right. Guts and Sean Schimmel's character, the last two people besides Casca, who is at this point a little tied up. <laughs> you yeah. can say that, yeah. yeah. More or less. Like <laughs> So yeah. that's as that's as deep as I'm gonna get with that. Like, I don't just, yeah, yeah. you know, don't spoil that one. No. Let no. let yeah. let them figure that out. She's a bit too. tied out. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's she's she's joke. she's busy. Yeah. Uh and it's literally Sean and 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 fucking Guts alive. Yeah, it falls into the pool of blood where all the yeah. other soldiers are. And Guts is looking around. He's like, is anybody alive? Is anybody <laughs> alive? Then you hear Goku's voice go, yeah, I'm still alive. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> and he's missing an arm. And then you watch Goku die. And it is so sad. Head just fucking <laughs> explodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Guts, you made it. <laughs> which i don't think that actually like happened i think it was just an illusion because he looks around like three different times and sees like three people that he thinks are still alive and they all just fucking die like instantly <laughs> i want to say because the big guy that uh costco was like that was helping costco oh, when she ran the, off yeah, initially yeah, 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 yeah i forget his name but like you know because he sees him die again and then like the Sean Schimmel guy that's in dies and then somebody else dies. It's just like, it's bad. It's all bad. Yeah. There's a lot of main characters that like abruptly die in the last episode. And then, so now we're left with guts and Casca and Griffith. Yeah. And Griffith emerges from his cocoon as we can call it. Because he is a butterfly. He's a butterfly. He's pretty butterfly. He's a peacock. He's a peacock. He's a he's a hawk. I don't really know. He's a purple thing with wings. He's Batman. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, he's with that. the guy from so, Hunter Hunter with Fro Fro. Butterfly. Hold on. Do you guys oh, yeah. do you guys remember Dexter's oh. lab? Do you guys remember Dexter's lab? Yeah, of course. The blue, yes. the blue falcon. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I'm about to look up a picture. I, the, blue the blue falcon with the dog. Yeah, yeah, he has a so. dog, the robot dog. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so he looked just like that. I mean, but, but more purple. or less, yeah. But purple. He looked like that, but purple. More evil. Yeah, more <laughs> instead of ah. I'm about to be hit with a fucking nostalgia. Dude, it's here. gonna blow your fucking mind. Go ahead, this. pull it up, 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 pull it up. Oh my fucking god. Am yeah. I not wrong? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, the fucking dude. I forgot how badass the dog looked too. That it's that he runs with like that dog. I forget what the dog's name is. Uh, Dino Mutt. Dino Mutt. <laughs> That's yeah. what he looks like, dude. Yeah. yeah. He looks like a fucking Megazord or something. Or yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's really cool. Well, mm. no, actually, it was a it was like a softer dog. That was that was Dexter's version of it. He yeah. like turned him into a new robot. But something anyway, like that. Anywho, back to Berserk. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Griffith emerges from this cocoon, looking like the Blue Falcon, but purple. Yeah. If you haven't Googled it, do it now, even if you're driving. He he becomes the fifth demon king known as Femto. Yes. And he comes down and Guts is tied up. He's got a demon on him that is attached to his face, and he's got one ripping at his arm. Yeah, demon just runs yeah. up, bites his fucking, I believe it's his left arm, his I want to say, to, and basically Griffith just comes down just sits there and just fucking stares at him, gives him this menacing look, and then you see Casca get lowered next to him, and then let's just say something. Another some explicitory yeah, shit another happens. Another explicit that, scene happens. That and, you won't forget. And Griffith, no, basically, no. the act he commits, it just does it out of pure spite, looks guts in the eye the whole fucking time. look at him the time, whole time. Yeah. The whole fucking time. And literally, Guts is just fighting with every will in his body to break free. To the point where he does what? Rips his arm off. He rips yeah. his arm off. He break his sword. The sword that he has is not his giant sword. It is a shit piece of shit sword that he found. And he was sitting there and it broke trying to get his arm free. And then he decided, I'm going to cut my arm off with yeah. this broken piece of sword. Without yeah. a fucking second thought either. Like breaks nah, the sword no. up against the demon, just smacking it. And then he just looks at it and he's like, Time fuck it. Just starts chopping away yeah. at his own fucking arm like i mean if that were me like i mean i'm sorry like <laughs> i don't think i could have it in me to do that no and it like when he does it it is it, everybody is staring at him everybody yeah everybody and what really sucks is he does that and then right away gets pinned to the saying, fucking ground again he accomplishes nothing no <laughs> literally like just made things worse and then it's actually like you were saying the demons were holding him down. One of them is just digging his fucking claw into his eye the whole time. Yeah. And that's this how he loses his eye. Gory fucking anime. Yeah. I have ever fucking seen to this day. It has become a part of my top five. Yeah. And if you have listened this far into this podcast episode, I highly suggest you get on YouTube right now and you check out Berserk nineteen ninety seven. It'll change your fucking life. I have always planned for a one piece tattoo to be my handpiece. And watching this, I want the egg of the king. The bailet. Mm -hmm. I want the bailet. I want the eyes open. I want Griffith's eyes bleeding as a handpiece. I think that would be fucking sick. That would be pretty cool. Yes. Uh, so I want to talk about the downside of this, though, as far as like. You see that last scene, and then it's just over. The anime just stops. Oh, don't even get me started on that fucking <laughs> ending. Like that, like, that fucking ending pissed me off harder than no. anything I've ever been pissed off before because I was like, oh. So uh, I, I had paused it. Riley came over to my house, and he was like, hey, we got we to gotta go do something real quick. So I paused it, and I saw that there was eight minutes left on my TV. And I was like, I'm at the end of this. Like, I should be done 
with this anime. He should have killed these people. We should have been moved on. We should and be in Happy Town right now, wrapping in, everything up. Yeah, no. and it's not. No. And <laughs> it ends so abruptly that it just it ends. There's no there's no, no yeah, literally. You're not yeah, there's it's just There's no resolution. Well, if you want to see the end, like I said before, you don't have to watch all the Golden Age arc movies. If you ask me, they're not that much different from the show, other than the animation, of course. Um, story is basically just a shortened version of the anime. I say shorter, though. Yeah, it's just the abridged version, more or less. But they put so much more time into that last scene. It's literally like the last hour of the movie is them in hell. Yeah. Really? It's yes. a huge part of it. Yes. Yeah. Really? And yeah, it, it's good. It doesn't really go any deeper than what you see in the anime, but it adds about another like 35 minutes. And it, you see what happens. You see how they escape. And it's really fucking random and didn't quite make sense to yeah. me. Like, I feel like it. they kind of like rewrote the story there. Like, I haven't read that far into the manga, so I can't really say. Yeah, but they enter basically a character who will remain nameless comes in, saves guts, saves Casca, fucks shit up for a second, and then they just bounce. And they're out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And what sucks after that is Casca is just like fucking traumatized. Like things kind of start to go back to normal, and guts like tries to approach her, and she just flips the fuck out. Yeah, she's like basically lost her mind after that kind of right. She's yeah. Like, she's you, she doesn't really talk or anything. She's just kind of. Yeah, she has like extreme PTSD. Yeah, from it. like mm-hmm. guts tries to console her, and she's like, "Don't, Don't touch, touch me, me. get yeah. off me." Yeah, <laughs> like it's, the fuck out. It's yeah. fucking crazy. And then like it actually, I want to say like it goes on like another fifteen minutes, and you kind of get like a summarization of the end of that part of the arc. And then, as I said earlier, the other anime for Berserk picks up from where that leaves off, which is about I want to say probably like 50 to 70 episodes a few seasons you can watch it on Crunchyroll, but you have to watch it in the anime style it's, animation style that it's like the 3d weird i try like, to keep an open mind when it comes to a lot of artistic representations but i honestly the last time i tried to get through it i couldn't finish it i got like five or six episodes in and it was like because it hurt me because i love berserk so much and i was like man this is not doing it justice this animation no. is that bad like, yeah it's, it's taking away from it and that's why i think a lot of berserk people don't like necessarily don't like to brag about it because everybody's like oh yeah i've seen it the animation fucking sucks and you're like no there's so much more than that that's not what it is yeah it's like i said earlier in this podcast uh it does expand on several arcs from the manga i don't know where it ends i don't know how it ends but if that's where you're at and you don't really want to read the manga like that would be the next step is to watch those but just know, just know, yeah, just it's know, bad. it's, it's bad. not going to be as good as the '97 version, no. as far as honestly, animation. like I said, the '97. I'm a I'm a fanfic fanatic for this fucking type of with the with the style of anime. Like I am a huge fan of '90s anime style. It is yeah. where it is at for me. Uh, I I feel like the artist with his manga series. It, I've seen some of the most grotesque fucking imagery from this artist. Yeah. Uh, Kentaro, I mean, he was, he has, uh, there have been, what is it? 50 million copies in circulation of Berserk just within 2022 or t- uh, 2002. My bad. There have been 50 million copies sold. That's fucking insane. Yeah, it's, it's impressive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, A lot of people say the golden age is the 80s, 90s. 
I mean, you think of like Akira and Fist of the North Star and all that other shit. The animation style is completely different. Just hand drawn and super gory, gruesome, intricate. Like, yeah, it's very unique in its own right. I feel like that's where anime kind of peaked early on, and you know, definitely, I wish like they could animate stuff like that in that style in modern day. They definitely could. I just feel like they choose not to. Yeah, takes forever, man. Yeah, it definitely does. So I say we end this fucking episode with a quote. Quote. Yeah, give me a quote, Riley. Quote, quote. We got a quote here. Um, not her sure who it's from. It's from the fucking. And it's Kentaro Murai. And he had said, with no relations to social status, class, background, whether it suits them or not, people yearn for a dream. Sustained by a dream, hurt by a dream, revived by a dream, killed by a dream, and even after being abandoned by a dream. It continues to smolder from the bottom of one's heart, probably until the verge of death. A man should envision such a lifetime once, a life spent as a martyr to the God-named dream. Ultimately, to be born and then to simply live for no better reason, I can't abide by such a life. They are excellent troops. Together we have faced death so many times. They are my valuable comrades, devoting themselves to the dream I envision. But to me, a friend is something else. Someone who would never depend on another's dream. Someone who wouldn't be compelled by anyone, but would determine and pursue his own reason to live. And should anyone trample that dream, he would oppose him, body and soul, even if that threat were me, myself. What I think a friend is, is one who is my equal. And that was Griffith. That was, Griffith. That was a yeah. Griffith quote right yeah. there. That was a Griffith mm-hmm. quote. And he, he touched on that a lot. I mean, uh, there were that, points in the show where he was like, you are not my equal to Guts. He's like, you're you're just not. Like, you're no. not on my level. Sorry. No. And, and that is that is the whole standard of it all, man. Yeah. And that calls back to, like, you know, when they have that last encounter, when Guts leaves. I mean, he knows at that point. He's like, fuck, he, he is my equal now. He... He overpowered me, and I'm not used to that, and it just just destroyed him. Yep. It was crazy. So with that, I think I'm your silver-haired, blue-eyed, always demon king of the north, Tyler Campbell. And I am your second in command <laughs> of this. <laughs> I don't know. I definitely didn't have something as cool as Tyler to say there. I will say this. We do appreciate your guys' listenership. Absolutely. Be sure to check us out. Minimus Fortune on Spotify. Misfortunate Media. We've got two other shows. Minimus Fortune, of course. Morning Cup of Chaos. We post weekly to all streaming platforms as far as podcasts go. You can pretty much find us fucking anywhere that has podcasts. Yes, sir. So with that being said, I am Riley Wallen. And this guy to my left is... It's your boy Guts. It's your boy Guts, a.k.a. Mason. We are fucking out. Out. See you.